One of the great privileges of parenting is making memories with your kids. And whether it was running down for ice cream at the drive-in or some camping during the summer or maybe uh, going out looking for a Christmas tree, we've got lots of traditions that uh, we've enjoyed with our kids. Now that they're adults, not so much. So my, uh, my encouragement to you as a mom or a dad, especially if your kids are younger, is lean in. There's a day when they're going to say, I'm, I'm busy, can't make that one. Well, I'm John Fuller in the studio with our Vice President of Parenting, Dr. Danny Huerta. And Danny, you've made lots of memories. Any favorites come to mind with your kids? Yeah, I mean, I, I love gardening. Gardening was a, was a favorite of mine with, with uh, my kids. They were discovering things, and we were tasting a variety of things coming from the garden and uh, getting dirty together. That was, that was a you, lot of fun. This is, I'm going I'm to grab onto a phrase you've used. I'm going to hijack the phrase, ninja-level gardening. <laughs> who who does that to have taste tests in the garden with their kids? That's wonderful. It's, it's a great exploration. Yeah. We had fun talking about uh, just the the aromas that we get, and uh, and also just the 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 incredible miracle that God can create that we just get to tend to. Yeah, I have no way of creating an apple or a peach, but I can tend to a tree that provides that fruit. I need to water it. There's so many life lessons in gardening. Mm-hmm. That was one of the favorites in our home. And uh, another one was building tunnels and tents with blankets yes. and chairs and the tables. Fort. We called I, it a fort. Yeah, the yeah. forts. I, I miss that, and it's a little harder to get uh, down in there now. Right? Like little, <laughs> and Heather doesn't have any inclination to do that with you? <laughs> but, you know, her, her grandma did that with us, and she was uh, 89 the last time that— uh, she had done that with wow. the kids and, and sat in one of the tents and read a book with them. I still have that vividly imprinted in my mind. When I awesome. came home from work and saw that. And you know, one that I would recommend parents really think about is weekly family celebrations. With that, whatever that is for your family, make time for a weekly family celebration. My kids still ask, what's going to be our celebration this week, Dad? Uh, I like that. And so we do that every week. We've done that all along. And now 17 and 19-year-old they're asking, so what is it this week? And they get to participate in that. That's great. I'd like to come over sometime and celebrate with you. <laughs> uh, Julie Lavender is a mom of four, and she describes what she's found really matters as a parent. Let's go ahead and listen as Julie speaks with Focus President Jim Daly. Julie, welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank you. I'm very glad to be here. It's good to have you here. And I want to just dive in. Why do our kids translate special memories into feelings of being loved? Well, I think that, you know, when we build these memories as a family, I think it helps a child feel loved and valued. Uh, You know, it creates a bond with common language of shared experiences, you know, when uh, we've, uh, we can think about those things where we've laughed together, we've cried together, we've tried to solve a problem together, um, you know, we've gone on a vacation together. Those shared experiences, that's a language that we only have that nobody else shares that with us. Yeah, it's and so good. I think that just gives us that common language. And I also think it gives us a common identity with um, that family unit and a sense of belonging. Yeah. My son, Trent, uh, told me this not long ago. It's kind of funny because we uh, often went to a particular amusement park in Southern California that Jean grew up near. She was like five minutes away from Disneyland. Mm. And Trent said the other day, so we, we've gone quite often over the years, and he said, you know, one of the warmest feelings I have about our family is walking through the gates there, oh, just wow. knowing we're going to have a great day of fun. Isn't that great? Now, yeah. for parents, it's like, day of fun, are you kidding me? 
<laughs> but uh, but <laughs> for right. Trent, it was a memory. It just He said, that's just, it makes me feel warm uh, when we walk through those gates. I thought that was kind of what you're saying. That's right? right, because that's a shared memory. And they may go to Disney with lots of people in their in their time, uh, friends, other family members, but they'll ha- always have that memory, those memories of yeah. going with their own family. It could be an ice cream place. It could be anything. But for us, that seemed to be that, that experience that really caught him. Uh, I love this next observation out of your book, 365 Ways to Love Your Child. You once retired as the mom of the house <laughs> with a three-page uh, retirement note, which That's Jean, right. when I told her that, she was laughing. So you got to tell all the moms listening, what right. was your well, retirement um, announcement? Well, and um, that was not one of my finer moments. That was, uh, and <laughs> How I called, old were the kids? That probably well, and I will. It. That's a disclaimer. The youngest was 10. Yeah. Uh, the oldest was already in college. And I had a driver, a 16-year-old, and then my son would have been 13. So they could kind of fend for themselves. And uh, so it was my resignation letter, my, not even a retirement letter. It was a resignation <laughs> letter. And I cleared it with my husband first. Uh, and, you know, um, I, it was the beginning of falling prey to social media and I was doing the comparison game and you know I wasn't living up to other people's standards and oh my goodness everybody else's children seemed perfect and I had a pity party I my children didn't appreciate me they didn't love me they didn't um I didn't think they spent enough time with me I didn't think they communicated with me and I just I guess I'd had a bad week so I told my (laughs) husband I was going to resign. I started writing the letter, and it did turn into three pages because I had a little short list of things that I had done for myself that week. That was the first thing I said, you know, this is all I've done for myself. And then I had a really long list of everything I had done for them, which I I just thought was extensive, and nobody was appreciative. Every mom is listening right now. Exactly. And so, um, you know, it was a really long list. It was getting close to, it was in October. We were making costumes for the uh, for the fall festival at the church. I just felt like I had done so much and nobody was appreciating me. And um, so I told them they were responsible for their meals, for getting to dance, for getting to ballet, getting to guitar, getting to horseback. They would have to work that out amongst themselves, ask somebody else. And I, and I said, and maybe you'll tell that person thank you instead of you don't, your mom. So I, you know, uh, and I, I even drove to where my son was living just across town in college and stuck a note in his car. So my children were mortified to begin with, and, um, you know, I took some time for myself. What I really did was go to the library and work on some of my writing projects. But, um, you know, the crazy thing is I learned the lesson before my children. I really only stayed resigned about two and a half days. But um, Was it healthy? Did you feel good about it? Well, when I first did it, I felt really good, and then I felt horrible because <laughs> what happened was— um, I don't know. I got a little nudge very quickly that I realized, oh, my gosh, this is how I treat God. I very quickly realized I didn't take the time to communicate with him as I got really busy and I didn't communicate with him as like I should. I didn't spend as much time with him. I was unappreciative of the amazing gifts he always gives me of my blessings. I didn't appreciate my blessings. I didn't thank him for all of my blessings. And so I very quickly felt like this was me. This <clears throat> So I feel I felt like I learned the lesson before them. They were shocked. They were stunned. I'd never done anything like that before. So how did they respond though? They those um two and a half 
days. Uh, they were very... Uh, did it get their of, attention? It did. It really got their attention because I really did... They either had to work it out with their dad. I tried not to let him do too much <laughs> because I wanted them to see it was both of us together. Yeah. And I explained he knew about this, but it really did get their attention. They mended their ways. They apologized. But you know what? I sought forgiveness as well and well, apologized with the Lord. Yeah, and that's fair. And it's so funny that the Lord quickly pointed that out to you in, in your heart. Funny how you he know? does that, it's, you know? But you have to be receptive to that. You know, so many Christians, they'll feel like, you know, I don't really hear from the Lord. You just have to open your heart up because well, I think I, he's I sure communicating heard from him quite that often. Day. Maybe not on things we want to hear. So, Danny, as Julie shared, it's pretty amazing how God can use frustrations that we have with our kids to point out things in our own lives. I hate it. I'm, I really don't. But I hate it when God says, hey, look in the mirror, dude, because mm. what you're struggling with right now is you. That's, that's you and me. I, I really do tend to lean into those moments as much as I hate them because I know the Lord has a refining process for me. Um, am I the only one feeling this? No, John, this is, <laughs> this is a convicting one, this question coming into that. It is. I mean, it's so true that we have a mirror right in front of us when we're interacting with our kids, and uh, we begin to, to see their emotions come up or their imperfections or their difficulty with organization or other responsibilities. Many times I have to look right in the mirror to myself. Uh, what is going on inside of me? I've noticed, I, I, I remember a time when I noticed myself reacting emotionally to oh, I do that uh, all the time. That <laughs> you remember no, one time. Yeah. No, this one's very vivid. It was, it was like a trigger. I was huh. going, why am I so upset inside? What just happened? And it was, it was good for me to notice that. That was early on as a, as a dad. I think my son had, had, I forget all the content of it, but he made a joke that was real sensitive hmm. inside of me. And I had to go kind of backwards and think through later on, what just happened? What, why was I upset at that? It doesn't even make sense. Clearly there was something going on inside of me. And sometimes we need to take that pause as parents. Why am I reacting so strongly to this? Do I really need to do that? And uh, our kids will do a great job of uh, exposing uh, certain emotions that we still struggle with at certain times, especially when we're tired and we're hungry uh, or we have a lot of stress. Those are moments where the line is thin and we may get there fast. Yeah. And I found, Danny, and we'll close with this, that my kids have been pretty forgiving and pretty forgetful about a lot of the mistakes I made along the way, including those times I was hungry and stressed and I didn't respond well. They love to see us grow alongside of them and that reality that we're not perfect, uh, it's good for them to go on that journey with us and for us to be willing to, to enter those places of vulnerability. Yeah. Well, this really is the heart of Focus on the Families, to walk with you in the imperfections of your parenting journey. Um, there are many moments that, as uh, Danny said, will expose you, and uh, we just want to help you grow as a parent. And so if you're interested uh, come along uh, on the journey with us and search through the website, find resources to address pretty much any parenting challenge you might have. If you can make a donation to support the work of Focus, maybe you've benefited from these podcasts or an article you saw or a video you watched, tell us thanks. And we'll express our appreciation for your financial support by sending a copy of Julie Lavender's book, 365 Ways to Love Your Child. Donate today and we'll send the book to you. The link is in the show notes. 
Also, at our website, we have an article that Danny has written called Demonstrating Steadfast Love in Parenting. Uh, It's a quick read. It offers more practical ways that you can love your kids. It's a great follow-up to this conversation, and uh, the link for that is in the episode notes. Well, we'll hear from Allison Bakke next time. She'll discuss uh, what to do when your kids struggle launching into adulthood. For now, on behalf of Danny and the entire staff, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.